It is Get Valiant number 193, talking some Shadow Man number three. But before we get there, I'm Hoosier. I'm Eric. And uh, sadly, Josh couldn't make it today. Yeah. You know, that whole having a family and being responsible thing gets in the way sometimes. Yeah, it's kind of what can prevent some shows from happening some days because all of us are busy and doing something. Or uh, usually we've done pretty good for the most part. So. We apologize, listeners and viewers. Things happen. Uh, we're getting to this one a little later than expected, but uh, definitely you know, stoked to talk about Shadow Man number three. Um, you know, ever since Colin Bunn took over the character, it's uh, been a lot of fun to read and talk about. Um, this creative team has been really awesome, so definitely stoked to talk about this issue. Absolutely. I mean, last month we had a couple of books because we had The Visitor. We talked about the end of The Visitor, which was really cool. Um, and then this month we're getting, um, well, this Shadow Man was out in June, so it was the week after The Visitor. Um, but, uh, yeah, nothing this so far this this uh, last week and this week of, uh, of Valiant Books. And uh, I think next week is Ninja and Ninjack. Number one, and uh, so that's pretty cool. Getting a little ninja coming around the corner soon too. Yeah, I know a lot of people have um, like uh, they've sent out like early review copies of Ninja Number One. Um, I, per my usual, have avoided reading it because I want to read it right before we get a chance to talk about it. So I haven't gotten, I haven't taken that opportunity to uh, get you know dive into it yet. Um, I did look to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I'm interested to see what I'll have to say too. To be honest with you, <laughs> I'm not sure what to expect. Yeah, yeah, I, I read it. I'll leave it at that. And uh, yeah, then I think when we look at solicits coming up in the next couple months, you know, uh, Exo Mana Wars coming back, and Shadow Man will be taking a little bit of break after number four. Um, I don't know how long of a break, but. Um, but yeah, we're getting the September solicits came out with a Ninjak number three and Exo Man of War number six. Um, and then August as well is Ninjak number two and Exo Man of War number five. So one more issue of Shadow Man number four, which is going to be July 28th, the last week of July. So uh, hopefully Shadow Man's not put away for too long and uh, kind of run from there. But I don't know if there's been any other news. Um, I know Greg Katzman teases like he's excited about what's to come, but that's really, that's, that's it. Like he's being very cagey there, but he's, uh, hopefully we get some more stuff coming around the corner of, uh, future Valiant items to come. So I know we got to see is the uncolored version of Dexter Soy's Exo Manowar number seven cover. And I absolutely love it. Seriously, like it looks amazing. I am a huge fan of, of that Dexter Soy cover. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can hop onto the um, Valiant page on Facebook. That's where I just looked it up a little bit ago and was looking at it again. And it's phenomenal. I'm sure it's in the Valiant Comic Fans Facebook group as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm sure they posted it on over Twitter and whatever other social media pages they have. I'm not really on other social media sites besides Facebook, but um yeah that Dexter Soldi cover for Exo Man R7 is looking amazing. I can't wait to see it colored. I'm really curious to see who they get to color it. Um, because I think the right colorist on that thing could 
really take it to another level. Yeah, I think it uh, it could be a pretty cool uh, image, you know, to say the least, uh, of some things like that. I think that's what you're referencing. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I think that looks so cool. And if you look up with Dexter Soy stuff, like he's got this really dynamic and um, um, kinetic style. Like it feels like his pieces are in motion. He's done some really cool work for other other comic book companies, and um, everything I've seen from him has looked amazing. So I'm hoping, personally, as a fan, that that Exo Manowar cover is not the only Valiant work we see from him. If we could see him doing some more covers, like whenever Bloodshot comes back, I would love to see him doing some Bloodshot covers. And then, even cooler, he's also somebody that I would love to see on interiors on a Valiant book, such as whether it's you know Bloodshot, Exo Manowar, Ninjak, um, any of the um, you know actiony heroes. I think he would do really, really well with. So, um, the Killers, that would be amazing to see his work on that. So, yeah, I think that he's a really, really talented artist, and I really hope we see more from him um, as far as you know Valiant work goes. So Dexter Soy, so Scott Bloom, thanks for jumping on. Um, yeah, I'll have to look him up. Um, I, I do like that. I think it looks pretty cool. It's pretty, you know, I don't know, like it's got like a, a, a cool like old vibe feel, you know. I mean, kind of like 90s is what it reminds me of. Like it would go good with a foil cover. Oh, yeah, sure. And for that. So, yeah, give it the uh, – the bloodshot number one, 90, uh, 1993, I believe kind of, uh, you know, just give it a foil card. That'd be awesome. So, <laughs> I'm that. sure it would look pretty sweet. I'd be down for that. So, yeah, but I think, uh, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of news other than that, if that I could think of in the last couple weeks or month or so. Um, but that we got shadow man number three. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, the books uh, don't come out as often as I personally wish they did, but um, obviously um, we will take what we can get, and I'm happy to talk about, you know, the books that do come out. Um, and, uh, yeah, Shadow Man number three, um, the biggest thing for me, I think the biggest standout for me, Oh. oh, but we have to do it. I mean, we, we have, have to do it. We have to do it. Spoilers are coming. I mean, we got to do it. And it made sense to do it right there. <laughs> Hold that thought. The thing that stood out the most to Eric. Spoiler alert. The spoiler alert. So, uh, no, the biggest here. thing that has been the standout for me, as much as I love the writing on this series so far, Honestly, the art has been phenomenal. Like when we got to show that um, early look at a page from this issue, mm -hmm. um, that was really cool. I really appreciate that we had the opportunity to kind of leak that page early. But um, that was a perfect example of what's so great about this issue. Like the way Shadow Man is drawn, honestly, I think this is my favorite depiction of him that I've seen so far. And that's saying a lot because he's always looked really cool. Like the magpie was awesome in my opinion. Um, but I think the just characterization of him, but he, he was kind of a wuss as magpie, but I agree. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> he's not my favorite version of Sat shadow man from a like, um, character perspective, but just like the character design of magpie yeah. is really cool. Absolutely. Um, and the character design here is even cooler than that. So, Huge shout out to the art team here, John Davis Hunt, Jordy Belair, 
Um, I, I just think that this has been so, so well done. And, um, and then, so art is top for me. And then the story was really cool. Like I was saying before, we got some really cool story moments. I thought the pallbearer was pretty fucking awesome. I thought that was really yeah. cool. I, I, I thought it was pretty interesting, right? So give that shout out to Colin Bunn, John Davis Hunt, Jordy Belair, Later's Letters with Clayton Cowles, uh, some pretty dang cool covers, John Davis Hunt, Tyler Kirkham, the homage cover with Erica Henderson, and then this what we're showing here with Robbie Rodriguez, some pretty damn cool looking covers. And I, I do yes. want to get into this next slide because it shows you that character of Shadow Man you were just talking about with the it, the way yeah. he's he looks awesome. He's updated. Um, he's got you know just the fist covered like he's ready to beat some ass. Um, and then just that like walking shadow flames that are there is kind of a cool element that was added. Um, and it's kind of like you know listening to John Davis Hunt talk about it is that you know like Shadow Man's like always in the shadows and that's like they kind of they the shadows actually follow him, and so that's kind of like kind of the idea of it, and it's. It, it, I don't know. It's, I, I just love it. I think it looks phenomenal. And this cover is just badass. This was one of the first images that they showed of John Davis Hunt doing Shadow Man. This was one of the teaser images um, that I remember seeing at first. That uh, I remember Robert Myers was like, if you can guess the artist here, you know what I mean? Like, And uh, yeah, so yeah, John Davis Hunt, I think phenomenal on this, so. Score one for that. Um, yeah, that whole the the shadow flames as you call them, um, that is something I hope sticks around. Like we haven't really seen Shadow Man interpreted in this way before, but I really hope that that is something that future artists hold on to and continue developing because it looks so fucking cool. Um, but yeah, these covers are amazing. Um, I love the homage covers. I think that's such a cool idea. And um, I've just been a really, really big fan of this book. Yeah. And then, and then going back to your previous point, this Paul Bearer character did look pretty damn cool. Um, you know, I, I mean, we're, we've already spoiled it. It's kind of like he's here, though, and gone. They introduced a bad, and it was pretty quick work. I mean, I think Shadow Man made quick work of this uh this new bad that came around. So, um, so but these blights keep coming up everywhere, right? From Barcelona. And, and then part of this book, uh, I'm going to take pause and, uh, you know, takes part in Port-au-Prince, which Port-au-Prince actually, you know, I wish them all the luck. They just had a assassination on their president, very movie ish style. Uh, supposedly it was a group of highly trained mercenaries that came and killed the president of Haiti and mortally wounded his wife. Um, so yeah, since we're talking about Port-au-Prince here, I feel it's only appropriate to acknowledge that of that country in Haiti of what they're going through kind of sucks, but very interesting. Hope to hear more about what's going on there. Um, yeah, that's absolutely insane. Yeah. Like we're talking about fiction stuff here, and that sounds like something out of a comic book, right? Not the kind of thing that happens in real life, right? But yeah, ultimately things keep happening. Things keep getting moved in a in a weird direction with uh, Shadow Man, and he's going after it, and he's getting attacked, and just some amazing art here too. So, 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, these like red spirit things that you're seeing um, end up being like the um, the like little what does he call them? Little nasties or something like that. Um, the Paul Bearer calls them, and then he calls himself the Big Nasty. Um, right. So the way that Shadow Man kind of deals with him pretty quickly um, reminds me of something that Josh kind of brings up a lot. Valiant has this habit of introducing cool looking or you know just cool in general characters uh, these villains and then just dealing with them really quickly and then we never see him again and that's unfortunate but at the same time i liked the fact that we got this story of you know shadow man dealing with the pallbearer happening in this one issue because it didn't feel like it was just dragged out and like overdrawn just to fill up pages you know it felt like this character showed up, Shadow Man figured out how to deal with him, took care of it, and was ready to move on. You know, and I thought that like made a lot of sense from a, um, a storytelling perspective, and it made me happier to read that as opposed to, like I said, like having something that feels like it's just um, dragged out to fill the pages. That felt like a natural progression. And speaking of Shadow Man dealing with the pallbearer, the way that he did it by like releasing the Shadow Loa and then them combining again afterward, that was so fucking cool. Like that's something we don't see all the time on every, you know, in every issue of Shadow Man. But I thought that was really, really awesome the way that that played out. Yeah, I do like the way that they're playing to, together a lot with the, the his Loa. Um, what is the name? A Kuki Kobaman. How do you say it? Dang it. Uh, he's got a really cool name right now. Um, God, I'm brain farting on that. But it was this element of something is basically capturing Lois, Loa hunting, really. And um, it's it's got a good reveal at the end. That was probably one of the, the coolest things of this book was that reveal at the end. Um, I think we can... Oh. Yeah. Oh my God. Biggest spoiler of all spoilers. Yes. That reveal at the end was phenomenal. I, I like audibly was like, Oh, when I read that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was an interesting turn to take this book. Right. And I think that was to me, I don't know that, 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 that was it. That was cool. Cause I thought that was a damn good turn to have on it. So dude, Okay, I'm just gonna say it. That this issue reveals at the end of the issue. Hopefully, you know we've already given the spoiler alert. Hopefully, everybody has read this issue already. This issue reveals that the dead side itself, just as there are lesser Loas and you know whatever Loas like um, the Shadow Man Loa who ride people. This issue reveals that the dead side itself is a Loa that rides the earth and like. Like how it's it's such a crazy thing. Like I don't know how I'm I'm at the same time I feel like how in the world did Colin Bunn ever come up with that? Yet sim simultaneously, how has that not already been in every Shadow Man comic ever? Like how is that like that just seems so obvious, but at the same time, like such a crazy thing to come up with. Like I don't know how that those two things work together, but that's, I feel both of those ways about it. And that's really cool. <laughs> Bosu Kablamen. There you go. Bosu Kablamen or whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. 
dig it. Yeah, dude, but yeah, that that the dead side's actually Loa. And it's riding Earth. Like <laughs> what an interesting tale. Uh what an interesting, you know, yeah. Where that came up is very like I agree, very, very interested on how that came about or what the big picture is there. Uh it totally changes a huge element, like thought of the dead side. Yeah, like every that that changes everything, right? Like, um, you know, and having like this idea that the dead side itself is this gigantic world-size entity that is feeding off of the earth and and almost like a parasite, and it's um, it, the dead side itself wants there to be more blights so that it can take over the world, kind of thing. Like that's really really cool. Yeah, yeah, it, it it is, but it's a weird element to where if they defeat this Loa, this dead side, like, does that mean the dead side's over? Like, I no know, more, like, yeah, that's so correct. That, yeah, I, I, I guess it makes me think about like what that could do to the future of the dead side, the future of like, I don't know, all of it, right? And if the dead side's gone and that's it, like, does that mean that there's further Loas of doing whatever right are we gonna get more um baron Samedi? are we you know what i mean what where is it where what could happen with this does it take away you know Sh- shadow man it's it, there's a lot to be there so yeah like it opens so many questions and i think that's like i'm with you 100 there like it, it definitely opens oh there's that page that page is so cool um yeah it opens up so many questions um like this could go in so many different directions and that's really exciting. Like I feel like Colin Bunn has just done such an amazing job. Um, and speaking of like all the cool stuff he's done, like on Punk Mambo as well, you know, we, like you had mentioned earlier, talking about, you know, how part of this book takes place in Haiti, we got to see Joseph, one of the characters from the Punk Mambo book. And, um, you know, we're seeing like this interconnectedness of the Valiant universe that I know I spent a lot of time talking about as a fan of Valiant. That's one of my favorite things having the universe feel like everything is connected and all works together. And I think it's really cool to see characters from, you know, a different book, whether it's written by the same writer or not, doesn't really matter to me, but just having characters from another book that, you know, had a different main character, you know, seeing these side characters show up in yet another title, like that to me just like promotes that interconnectivity that makes a Valiant universe feel you know, real and accessible and like, you know, Valiant is one of my favorite things in the world because it is this like world outside your window with a little twist, you know, just a little bit different and like having that connectivity, like, cause we all say, how many times have you said in your life, like, you know, what a small world it is because you, you know, it's weird coincidences, people that you run into that you, you know, in weird places and things like that those things happen in the real world and having that happen in a Valiant comic just makes it feel real, makes it feel connected and makes me that much more invested in the books that I'm reading because I know like, you know, this book I'm reading now and the characters being introduced now have the potential and, you know, there's the real possibility that there's going to be a payoff when they show up in another book and they interact with another hero or another villain or whatever the case may be. And that just, it just makes it that much cooler and it makes it, it's another level of reward 
for being someone who reads all the books and pays attention to everything that's going on. So that's really exciting to me. I think Colin Bone has done a really good job with this book from that perspective and a lot of other perspectives. So this yeah. just is a great read. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, I, I wonder if it's moving quick. It seems like it, it's, it is moving quick. Um, having, you know, issue number three, we already got this big story of knowing that the dead side's covering the whole earth. Uh, we had a, a quick villain of of Paul Bear. He's, he's here, he's gone. You know, it makes me wonder, like, how long this story is going to be told, right? Because, I mean, sure. I could see that this story could have been shortened or could have been lengthened. Right, it could have been a lot more of these blights coming out, and then a little bit more battle within this um, pallbearer with uh, the last couple of villains and the issues that have kind of gone on. They could have been drawn out a little bit more. So I think it's moving really quick as far as the story's really progressing uh, to a degree. But there are some things that are interesting here that are happening off off panel. Um, you know, the kind of going back into Haiti, and you're you're seeing. Um, um, one of the, oh, what is it, Madame Claudette or Madame Clarence, who, who's, who's got killed. And yeah. it ties in that story with Joseph. And it's it makes you wonder, like, I wanted to see some of that. I wanted, you know, hopefully that there's more of that story to be kind of told back, you know. And uh, hopefully we get some Punk Mambo in there. Because the last time we saw Punk Mambo, her and Joseph were doing a little brown chicken brown cow. And <laughs> it's so, it really... I don't know. There's a there's a lot happening off panel, but there's it the continuity of having those characters, like you said, of having the kind of tie-ins, the little connections from one story to the next story, make the world rich. And that was one of the things that got a lot of people into Valiant was having a very like like inclusive world where it was accessible. Um, when it was five, six books, I know we're crying over two, but you know, the, the, the smallness of it was what made it really good because it was, um, it was accessible. You didn't have to buy 30 bat family books just to get, uh, what's going on in the bat family on one month. You're getting five books, six books a month. And so I, I know that that six, eight is kind of the sweet spot that I would like to see them back at. But even with two, you want these stories to connect. You want that integrated continuity. And this, I mean, this did it from Punk Mambo, which was a book that came out like a year and a half ago. And it still had a little connection, which I appreciated. Um, and that's why I hope we keep calling Bun around. I hope that we get some more Dan Abnett doing some stuff and we keep having these little connections of continuity to continue to happen with Valiant. Because that's what I, I find it fun. So. Yeah. Um the word that comes to my mind is impactful. You know, if we're only going to get two books a month, the stories better mean something. You know, I don't want just fluff, right? Like there's space for fluff in the DC line. There's space for fluff in the Marvel line. Mm -hmm. There's no room for fluff in the Valiant line right now. So getting a book like Shadow Man, it makes it feel worth it. You know, it makes it feel worth it to hang on, to continue reading, while you know valiant kind of um figures out where they're at in the market and you know hopefully we're going to see them expanding in the future but you know they're kind of um you know finding their place and, and doing what makes sense for them right now and yeah putting out a couple books a month you have to make sure you're putting out the right couple books a month 
And this definitely feels like the right book for them to be putting out. Obviously, like you mentioned earlier, this episode, um, you know, we're going to see a break. You know, Shadow Man is going to, um, it's not, number five isn't going to come out a month after number four, unfortunately. But hopefully that doesn't mean that Shadow Man is done. Um, hopefully that just means, like Exo Manowar, we're going to get a break for a little while while another book comes to the forefront. And then we'll be right back in with Shadow Man when the time is right. So that's what I'm really hoping for. I know from um, talking to Greg, um, there are a lot of things in the future that he has said he's really excited about. Obviously, he's extremely limited on what he's able to tell us. So we don't really know anything, but we know that he's excited and we know that he cares a lot about the Valiant Universe. Um, I can confirm that 100% as someone who cares a lot about the Valiant Universe. From the conversations I've had with Greg, I can tell that he does too. And knowing like how excited he is about what's coming that makes me excited that makes me confident that good things are on the horizon and like i said as long as we keep getting books like shadow man between now and whenever the next big thing is whenever the next big expansion happens like i'm still going to be holding on i'm still going to be caring about these books i'm going to be reading them and i hope that you are too i hope you're pre-ordering these books at your comic your local comic shop um and picking them up on you know when they come out and uh, enjoying the stories as much as I've been. I think, mean, you know, kind of um, um, something that, you know, is being said in the live chat is, uh, you know, Scott saying that this is one of the best things of Valiant this year. I definitely think that Shadow Man is a huge bright spot for Valiant right now. I think that this book is exactly what they should be doing. And I think it's being done really, really, really well. Yeah, it has been a really well done book. Um, one I wanted to ask you a question is this weird tentacle looking floating thing. Didn't really get explained too much on what that damn creature is. Uh, <laughs> that kind of, ex you know, covers a guy's head and yeah. his throat and tells Baron Samedi a secret that we don't really get to see or hear. Um, but that's kind of what reveals that the Loa is riding the earth, the dead side. So that, that was a weird creature. And it it gets killed off right away, and we don't really so much as get, even give it a name. Um, it's just so, another Loa, I think. It was riding that guy, and he got decapitated by the pallbearer, was right. my interpretation of what happened. And since yeah. that guy got decapitated and the pallbearer killed that Loa or injured that Loa fatally, you know, Shadow Man had to go take care of the pallbearer, and then he came back and heard yep. the secret that the dead side is the Loa riding the earth, which is so fucking cool. Like, that's such a cool concept. But what so the hell cool. is Semedi's play in this game, man? Like oh, that's the part that's the biggest question is yeah, you know, where where is he playing this? Especially if, you know, something happens to the dead side and it's trying to rule all the Loa, right? Like cause we know that, you know, yeah. And then like looking up for Madame Brigitte, like what what are gonna happen with some of these other Loas that are around too? Uh, where are these big powerful ones like the Pantheon and just, you know, yeah. Many, no. many questions to be, to be, uh, to asked yet to be answered, but yet entertaining yet moving along the story and Shadow Man's badass. My ideal scenario would be this culminating or like building towards something big and having a bunch of these characters like, Shadow Man and Punk Mambo and, uh, you know, Dr. Mirage and, and having a bunch of these uh, magical and dead side related characters, even Ninjak, because he's been involved in the dead side before. 
um, you know, having a bunch of these characters come together and deal with a gigantic threat, such as, you know, an Earth-sized Loa in the Dead Side, um, you know, like, I think that would make such an amazing big event. I would love to read that story. I think that'd be really cool. And whether that's Colin Bond writing it, which I would love, or someone else taking the reins, um, I think that would be a really cool story to read. Yeah. So this cool. issue, for me, phenomenal. Let's take it to class. What's the grade? Oh, man, you're doing this grading thing. I'm so used to, like, one to five. Um, so to me, this is a really, really solid A. Like, it's not quite there to, like, be, like, that A+, plus, A++, plus, 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 whatever, like, some of my absolute favorite issues ever are. But this is a really solid A. Like, it's right there where you want to be. This is at, you know, um, the head of the class, the top 10th percentile easily. And, um, you know, this is what, you know, a lot of the books, any of the books coming up, can aspire to be. Like if Ninjak is this good of a story, I will be pumped. If Exo comes back and is, is um, you know, executing at this caliber, I will be absolutely ecstatic. If we get Bloodshot back and it's this good, I'll be I'll be completely satisfied with that. Harbinger coming out. With the Harbinger coming, if that's this good, again, I'll be really happy with that. So this yeah. is exactly like, this is, as good as I want anything to be. And if anything ends up being better than this, great. That's awesome. That's amazing. But anything being this good, I'm really happy with. Like, this is exactly what I want to be reading. Um, this is the level of quality of comics that I expect from Valiant. And I'm happy that even when their, you know, line is smaller than we might want it to be, they're still executing at this level. That makes me really happy and really glad to be a Valiant fan and to be experiencing this. Yeah, um, I'm not going to come in as hot. I'm going to say the A minus. Um, okay. and I, like I say, part of it is just like I feel like it's like, again, moving really quick. Uh, there's some story that I feel like could be left on the board, some good action times, some more details. Um, but I that's the kind of sometimes the secret of a horror book is is the the uh, the mystery, right, um, of play in that realm. And, you know, some things happening off panel that I wish were on panel. Uh, but this art is phenomenal. Uh, the story is great. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna say it's a it's a it's an A minus, solid A minus for me. Uh, I uh, it one more issue. Let's see where this art goes. Let's see what's to come with this um, dead side now riding the earth and what what's gonna be there. What's gonna change? So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, what's the next area. step? Like, what possibly could be the next step? Yeah. 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 So that's really exciting. Um, and obviously, we're not going to see, like, the next issue wrap up with some complete conclusion. So that makes me really excited for what is going to be the next step after issue four. You yeah. know, obviously, I want to read issue four. I'm really excited for that, but I'm already looking down the line of what could be on the on the horizon for Shadow Man, and I hope that we get more. Yep, absolutely. And then welcome on the chat there, the comic board. Go check those guys out. They do a cool little show with a lot of comic reviews. Some cool, some great guys with Blackpool and um, JT and uh, Dano. So some good stuff there with those guys. Awesome. Yeah, and then Ariel Largo. Como estas? 
Welcome to the show. Glad to have you. And Scott Bloom. He's being our uh, our uh, great uh, ambassador. So thank you, Scott. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know I th- I think there's a lot to be lot to be coming around, right? And uh, you know, in a couple of weeks we got a brand new Ninjack. Um, we'll wait to see what happens with that. Uh, I'm really excited for Jeff Parker on board. Uh, he's done some great stuff with 007, um, which ties perfectly into uh, nin- Ninjack. I mean, I think the only other thing that you could do with Ninjack is if uh, you had a uh, Batman, right? But um, I mean, that's pretty much Ninjack is. He's a Batman 007, and yeah. um, and so that's that that's a, that's a good tie-in. So we'll see what happens with uh, Jeff Parker. Um, really pumped up for what he can do with a good story there. And then, uh, and then, yeah. And then see what we can find with the rest of it. And hopefully we continue to have Colin Bunn getting some stuff ready. Um, but we know Exo's coming. We know the Harbinger's coming and, uh, hopefully I know we want bloodshot back, but I want to continue on the shadow man story. And, uh, I still want to get, I mean, there's a lot to pieces and a lot of it, like you said, is not the fluff. Like, we need Bloodshot. We need Exo. We need Shadow Man. This story to continue to happen, and we know Harbinger's coming. We know Exo's coming back, but we we need Bloodshot. We need Rye going again. Um, Eternal Warrior. Loved what that was, and we need we need Eternal Warrior. We we need the we need A and A. Like there's there's just so much that like ah, gotta have. I want them all. You know what I mean? If yeah. I'm gonna yep. quote Pokemon, Pokemon man. You got to catch them all, and we got to get them all each week. Um, that would be phenomenal, or each month at least. So, right. hopefully the hopefully the publishing line picks up because I mean, COVID restrictions have lifted. Shops are open. Shops are selling comics, and um, you know, there it seems like they're you know for the most part, shops are doing pretty well despite the previous restrictions. And hopefully, we can get a lot more stuff coming. Fingers crossed, my man. Fingers crossed. We'll see what the future brings, and um, we'll be here for it, you know, and uh, we'll read the books as they come out, give you our honest thoughts on them, and hopefully Ninjack is is good. Hopefully the Harbinger is good. Hopefully Exo Manowar comes back strong. And, yeah, like you said, can't wait to see Bloodshot come back. Uh, I really want to see more from Eternal Warrior. Uh, we definitely need more of this Shadow Man run from Colin Bunn. That would be phenomenal. To keep and this. Scott throws this up. And, you, Scott, I agree with you, but yeah. I don't want that in replacement of one of the other ones that we've mentioned on the shelf. Sure. Like, yeah, I, 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 do want that. I do think that would be great. But I, with Bloodshot, Exo Man War, you know, all those guys on the shelf, like, I, I would say I'd pass on that book because you got to get those other ones up. Sure. But I just want the good stories. And if that means that we get, you know, um, you know, a young teen hero book with those awesome characters, Jesse and Anamalia and and Tama and whoever else. They could be the new Gen Zero. They could be the new Gen Zero. Anamalia is such an awesome character. Like she is so like mature for her age and like so cool. Well, she I was really, one really... military trained. Like that was such yeah. a cool story of yeah. you know bloodshot that really brought that out with those psyots, you know what I mean, being trained by you know Project Rising Spirit. And that was you know, that was it. Like that was that was some good storytelling. And I really think drawing off on some of that is gonna be very, very key. Um, because we still got the Zygos twins out there too. Um, who knows what the heck those two are doing, you know. So there was a character that may have died or may not have died off page 
that maybe we can see. Um, but and then you got Alpha that was left with Harbinger. Like yep. there's so many rich stories. And uh, who was who was the uh, other? He was uh, Toya Harada's understudy, and he was the big bad in Solomon. that Harbinger. Solomon, yeah, yeah. So two two lots of big ones. So I'm hoping that we get a lot of that, and uh, then maybe we can get some of those side stories or some of those other buildups uh, to bring it on. So. Yeah, 100% with you. Can't wait to see what the future brings. Hopefully we do see an expansion of the, the line from Valiant sooner rather than later. Um, but even if we don't, as long as we keep getting books as solid as this Shadow Man book, I'll be happy. Yep. Absolutely. Be happy as well. So a couple weeks, we got Ninjax. So I'm, re- I'm ready, ready to see something new on the shelf. Um, but I don't want to see something else taken off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there. I'm definitely with you there. Well, hopefully Scott comes back. You know, we definitely love hanging out with Scott talking about these comics on the comic board. We'd love to see you come back as well. And Ariel also, uh, and anyone else watching, listening, definitely would love to, you know, um, have you join us while we, we stream these live and have your voice be part of our conversation as we talk about these Valiant books. I'm definitely happy to hear from other Valiant fans that are reading these comics and uh, invested in this world like we are. And, um, you know, definitely want to hear from from as many people as possible and um, see what Valiant has coming for us. And, uh, yeah, just thanks, everybody, for watching, for listening, for supporting us, for supporting Valiant. And um, hopefully we'll see you all next time. Yeah. And if you're not staying Valiant, you should get Valiant. And, and then, then stay Valiant. That's right. <laughs> All right, Eric. It's been fun. It's been real. Always awesome. Now with you, Hoosier. Yep.